Women Taking the Lead, Episode 35. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Khadija Ali, who is a healer, speaker, and teacher who uses her passion for advocating for women in matters of money, prosperity, and abundance to help them transform their lives. CEO of Khadija Coaches, LLC, she has a passion for coaching women around healing their money story. Her philosophy stems from overcoming her own personal tragedy. In 2007, she was thrust into the role of single mom of five after losing her husband to colon cancer. Practically overnight, she went from having no money to managing hundreds of thousands of dollars, and in less than four years, she was broke all over again. Born from her personal experiences, Khadija designed her signature program, Warrior Woman Wealth, Transforming Your Relationship with Money. Khadija, that's just a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for having me on uh, the podcast this afternoon. A little bit about who I am. You did share part of my story. I married very young. I married at the age of 18. And very uh, soon after we got married, I started having children. And uh, our household grew immediately. And uh, I was always a stay-at-home mom. I never really worked outside of the home. I might pick up a job here and there over the years, but for the for the most part, my husband was the primary breadwinner in our home. And around the age of thirty-three, so we had been probably married about eleven or twelve years. He decided that he wanted to become a firefighter, and I fought him tooth and nail. You know, it's a very dangerous job. I fought him tooth and nail. And finally, at one point, I said to him, listen, I know you're going to do this regardless. So here is what I need from you in order for me to feel a little bit more comfortable about what you're getting ready to embark on. And he he uh, and what it was, was I wanted him to make sure that all paperwork was in order. So that meant life insurance, that meant pension um, so that if anything happened to him, me and the children would be covered. And I never imagined that my worst fear would come true. He did indeed pass away, but it wasn't from being a firefighter. It was from colon cancer. And so I found myself literally from one day to the next going from having nothing. You know, we were homeless. um, We were living from from house to house. uh, We were we had food stamps. We went from that situation overnight to more than a quarter of a million dollars. And I was not equipped to deal with that. 
when you go from having nothing in your mind, nothing to all of a sudden $250,000 plus whatever they paid out for the pension, whatever they paid out for Social Security, you know, all this money is coming at me and all of his unused vacation time and sick time. You know, it was it was a lot of money for me. For some people, $250,000 may not be a lot of money. But, you know, like I uh, always talk about is your you you have a blueprint. Everyone has a blueprint, a money blueprint. So if your blueprint is set at negative fifty thousand dollars or negative twenty thousand dollars, if there is such a thing, you go from that kind of mindset to now you have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It is going to be uh, a situation. And so in less than three years. I found myself back at the level that I was before he passed away. And what I came to realize very, very later on is that for me, it was blood money. He, his death meant that now I had all of this money. And so I had to get rid of it and I had to get rid of it. And so that's exactly what I did. If someone came to me and asked me for uh, to pay the light bill or to pay the car insurance, I, I would just automatically do it. And it took a lot of introspection. It took a lot of reflection. It took a lot of coaching to come to the realization that this this is what had happened. And a couple of years ago, I was looking at my life and trying to figure out what was next. And I um, kept seeing advertisements on Facebook about life coaching. And I said, oh, my gosh, if I see this one more time, I'm going to take this as a sign. And people always ask me, you know, how long have you been coaching? You know, how long have you been in business? And I tell them almost 30 years. I've been a life coach or I've been a money and wealth coach for 30 years. I have always been the go to person uh, amongst my friends, whether it was to fix their credit or whether it was to, to get their student loans in order. You know, I was always the go to person. And I said, you know, why not parlay this natural talent, this natural gift that I have um, with helping people into a career, if you must say, or if I must say. Um, so I did that. I started Khadijah Coaches LLC. And so here I am. I'm a money and wealth <laughs> coach. And uh, I have a lot of great things going on. Um, I also do a radio show, as you know. And I talk about my brand is really about the warrior woman. And the warrior woman is not the typical uh image that you have popping in your mind, right? So we think about Xena, the warrior princess, or, you know, someone, somebody like that. Um, it's not in that way. It's more about taking control of your life and being the co-creator of your life. Um, I can go into all the statistics about women and what happens when uh, they retire. And, you know, we know that women live longer than men. And what happens in that situation is that once the husband passes away, then the woman 
can go into poverty because all of the retirement money has been used to help the husband stay alive or pay his medical bills or, you know, and then their living expenses. And so um, according to the statistics, um, there's over, I think there's over 60% of women over the age of 65 or in retirement age living uh, at the poverty level. And to me, that's a very serious problem. And I don't want to see, or I, I believe my life's work is to ensure that as many people, um, or as many women, now I'm not going to say people, women, um, really understand that no matter what, what is going on, whether they're married, single, widowed, whatever their status is, they must know about what is going on with their money. They must have retirement uh, money separate from what they have with their husbands. And I know that may be a little bit controversy, you know, controversial, um, but we have to learn how to be prepared in the event of anything. And it's funny because a couple of days ago, I attended a sister circle and the subject of money came up and a lot of the women had what they call secret stashes. And I don't know if, if, if that's the terminology that I would use necessarily, but a lot of them had secret stashes because of in the in case of divorce. And I brought up the point that that was not my case. You know, my husband uh, died. So, you know, we have to really be prepared for any any type of situation, whether you're single, married, widowed, like I said, or, or whatever your case is. Um, so that's a little bit about what I do and why I do it and, and my history. Yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'll go on and on and on. Right, Jody? I'm going to have to rein you in. I can, I can feel it already. <laughs> Khadija, you've clearly had success in your life. You've changed your money blueprint, and now you're helping other women to do the same so that they feel, not only feel financially secure, but are financially secure in the case of what have you. Um, and you've gained some confidence, but take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned. Okay. So, um, about three years ago, I found myself in a very destructive relationship and the person was not invested in the relationship as much as I was. And I gave my all knowing that the person was not giving their all. You know, I was giving 110% and the person was giving whatever they were giving. And I came to the realization that I had been playing, I was selling myself short being in this relationship. And I always like to take people back into your childhood. I think it's very, very important that you examine what happened in your childhood because that gives you an indication of what is going on in your life today. Um, sometimes you've healed from certain things and sometimes you haven't. 
And so for me, I never had a relationship with my father, a good relationship with my father. And so I didn't know what it was like um, to have a good relationship outside of my marriage with my husband. Um, We had a very good marriage. We had a very good relationship. We worked very well together. But there were still some things that I realized after he died and I had this relationship that I had not healed. And this was why this relationship was coming to teach me. Um, I really believe that at this time that it was it was a teacher. But the playing small playing small moment was um, finally realizing that what ha- what was going on was no longer serving me. And I re- I just remember one day sitting down. I turned on some Adele, which is the perfect breakup music, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. And I realized I was wasting time with this person. See, time is more important than anything. We don't know how much time we have in life. And if you are doing something or if you're involved in in an activity, it could be anything. It could be a relationship. It could be a, a job. It could be a career. If you are doing something that you are not passionate about or that you know it, it's not allowing you to be fully who you are, don't do it. You know, as soon as you realize that you're doing it and you know it's not what you want to do, stop and reflect. So that's what I did. I stopped and I reflected on what did I really want to do? And I started writing out what most people would know as a bucket list. Live it list, bucket list, call it what you want. And um, I started writing out what I wanted my life to look like because The reason why I was playing small, I felt, was because I didn't have an idea of really what I wanted my life to be. And I started writing down all of these things I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, the the people I wanted to meet, the places I wanted to go. I wanted to travel. I wanted to um, form a family with my friends and have friends from all walks of life and creeds and colors and races. And when I started to do that, it really made me realize what, how much I had been undervaluing myself. And I started setting out to accomplish those things. I started going ziplining and and traveling to California and traveling all over the United States, which is one of the things that was on the list. And... That was a wake-up call for me. That that relationship was such a wake-up call for me. Um, sometimes the universe will jolt you awake if you're if you're a kind of asleep at the wheel, so to speak. Um, it jolted me out of this slumber that I was in, and I am so thankful for for being in this situation because it taught me lessons. But um, that was my playing small moment. That was my playing small moment. Okay. Now, you told me before the interview that your playing small moment and your wake-up call were tied together. Did you want to add anything about your wake-up call? Well, only that, you know, I, I had to reinvent myself. I had to create a new story for myself. And one of the things that I also did um, when I wrote out the, the, the list, the bucket list, 
is I started thinking about who am I, right? Outside of being a mom and a wife and a widow. And, you know, those are all the identities that I was holding on to. Who was I at the core, right? And I started to, you know, I'm a very visual person. So I wrote the bucket list out. I started doing vision boards. And on the vision board in the corner, I started writing all of the qualities that I felt I had. So um, I feel I'm funny. You know, I, I put that I was strong, that I was resourceful, ambitious, adventurous, um, fun and compassionate. And I started to reconstruct a new story for who I was because this, this old life, I was shutting the door on it. And, um, I would encourage anyone listening to this podcast, you know, if you are in a situation where you, uh, are, are unhappy to really take that time and stop and, and introspect and, and pull out the journal and write down what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to see? Who do you want to meet? You know, what kind of experiences do you want to have? And find out at the core who you are. Yes, you may be a daughter. You may be a wife. You may be a mom. You may be uh, a, a, an aunt. But outside of that, at the core of your spirit, who are you? Not attached to anyone else. Mm, I love that. And I can see how this wake up call has had a ripple effect on your life because wherever I see you, be it on Facebook or Twitter or even your picture on Skype of you running a road race, <laughs> you know, I can see, you know, who you're describing now, but it's hard for me to identify how you described yourself years ago. Like that, that woman I don't see anymore. I now see this woman who is vibrant and alive and going for it. You know, that's that's the sense I get from you, which is a great segue to our next question, which um, has to do with your leadership style, because it's important for everyone to understand there is there's no one way to lead. We're all going to lead differently based on our personality style, our experience, what the situation needs. So, Khadija, how would you describe your leadership style? I am a big proponent of empowerment. I think that whoever, whoever I am leading, you know, when I have, when I talk to my clients and we sit down and we start coming up with a plan of action of what areas they need to work with in terms of their finances, I don't hold anything back. I'm a big proponent of sharing what I know with others um, so that they can then empower themselves. Um, so empowerment for me is a big thing in leadership. If, if someone is, is standing in, a, in the front of the room and they're, they're giving all that they can give to you uh, so that you can then to stand up for yourself, to me, that is a definition of a leader. So it's about empowerment in my, in my book. <laughs> Nice. And what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? 
Oh my goodness. Um, uh, there are a couple of things, two things. Um, I enjoy, I invite everyone who's listening to the podcast to join me on a seven day money love journey. And I created this, this short little program. It's a free program. If you go to my website, www.kadijacoaches.com and I'll spell my name K H A D I J A. And then it's coaches.com. On the website, you can go to the tab that says seven day money love journey and just take a journey with me. Let's start exploring some things um, in your life that you may have not thought about in terms of your money blueprint. Um, Who do you admire? You know, who do you look to to uh, for for strength or for for um, direction when um, you need that? Uh, chances are you have those same qualities that you're looking for in, in another person. And so we explore that in our seven day journey together. Um, what are the money scripts running through your mind? You know, what, what, what did you hear when you were growing up? Did you hear money doesn't grow on trees? Do you hear, did you hear we don't have money for extras, you know, and how was that playing out in your life today? Because chances are it is playing out in your life today. And how can you um, and and in the journey uh, on the last day, I share with you how you can transform those scripts, you know, how you can take the script of money doesn't grow on trees and turn it into there's always more where they where that came from. Right. Because we always think if we have to spend money uh, I'm spending it and and oh my gosh, I can't spend it because I don't know where the next dollar is coming from. Well, know that this world that we live in is very abundant. If you go outside and you look in nature, nature will tell you how abundant the world is. And so there's a way that you can rewrite those scripts that have been running in your mind. And I invite you to do that. And also, I am, like I said, the host of Warrior Woman Radio. And what basically Warrior Woman Radio, it is about highlighting and collaborating with women, amazing women, who are up to uh, big things in the world. So those are two things that I'm very, very excited about. I'm very proud of. The radio program is has been taken off. Um And I invite everyone to listen. You know, you can go to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, It's blogtalk.com forward slash Warrior Woman Radio. We have a bunch of archive shows there. Um, And those are the two things I'm up to and that I'm so proud of. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are listening, don't feel like you have to write all this down if you're in the car or out for a jog or anything like that. All of the links will be in the show notes. So you'll be a click away from finding all of these resources. Now, Khadija, I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup and we're going to make it quick. Okay. (laughs) So, so tell us what is one practice that makes you a better leader? Um, I am a voracious reader. I'm always reading and I and I'm forever the student. And I think as a leader, uh, you must be a student first. And so um, if, if I had to pick one practice, it would be that I stay constantly reading. Mm. And so on that, what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? OK, so this book is not a leadership book. The book I'm about to mention is not necessarily a quote unquote leadership book. 
But the book that I recommend to all of my clients and anyone that I come across, especially if it's someone that's really looking for um, guidance and, and they're just really trying to figure something out, it's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The Four Agreements. It's a very simple book. It's about, I would say it's about less than 150 pages, but it is packed with so much ancient wisdom and it's seemingly four simple uh, agreements. But when you really dive into what the book is about, you find that um, it's it's not necessarily easy to do. It sounds easy, but it's not easy to do. So this is the book I recommend, The Four Agreements. I love it. That book changed my life. So I endorse your endorsements. (laughs) (laughs) So Khadija, knowing what you know now, If given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Okay. So remember I mentioned playing small and I mentioned being in in a relationship um, where I was giving and the person wasn't giving. If I had to go back and change anything, though I learned a lot of lessons going through that situation, I would have not been in that relationship with that person. So think twice when you're coming across somebody and trust your intuition, ladies, ladies, women, trust your intuition. Your intuition is your best friend. Mm, Amen. And now Khadija, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. My favorite all-time quote is a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Again, we're going back to into empowerment. So for me, being a leader um, is not about pointing and telling somebody what to do. It's really about you forging a path so that the people who may be coming behind you will know where the pitfalls are. Um, And this quote is something I always go to, especially when I'm coaching. So a leader who is one who knows the way, goes the way and shows the way. Mm, Someone who's been there and someone who's living the model they're teaching. So absolutely awesome. All right, Khadija, lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Well, I'm all over social media, as Jody has uh, talked about, um, you can request me on my personal page, Khadija Ali. Um, I'm on Instagram as uh, Khadija, I think as Coach Khadija. I am on Twitter as Khadija Coaches. You know, my website is Khadija Coaches. Any any number of um, variations of Khadija Coaches or Coach Khadija on any social media, you can find me. Mm-hmm. And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. Khadija, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me, and I have enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. 
Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.